Congratulations. It's the Breakfast Club 10-year anniversary. 10 years. 10 years at a breakfast club. Doing your thing. Doing what you're doing. And being honest with you. You've had a job for 10 years. Everything's Gucci over there. Wow. 10 years. Shout out to the best doing it, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Damn. Y'all getting old. Y'all been holding it down for 10 years. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Man, y'all been together longer than some people have been married. I'm proud of y'all. The voice of the culture. Peace, love, and uh, let's go to 20 years. Congratulations. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Yes, it's Wednesday. It's Hump Day. Good morning. Yes, it is. The middle of the week. I want to uh, shout out everybody. Uh, you know, yesterday I announced that I was doing a car show in Atlanta on July 3rd. And the amount of support that I got from you guys, I just want to say thank you. Drop a bomb for all our listeners out there. You guys are the best. Sold over a, a thousand tickets yesterday. I mean, it's, it, it's so exciting. We got so many cars. There's so many things to show you guys. We're going to have a lot of fun. There's not too many things sometimes where you can bring the whole family and you can just have a safe, fun time in a safe environment. And uh, I look forward to the car show each and every year. I bring my whole family. My kids run around, and there's so many different cars to check out, and so many different things to do. This year we're doing, a, we're adding a gaming aspect, so uh, you get to play some games. Your kids will get to play some games, and there'll be some cool prizes. So I'm looking forward to it. So it's July 3rd in Atlanta. So dope. Shout out to everybody that uh, supported yesterday. I just want to say thank you. And today is the two-year anniversary of. Uh the transition of the late great Nipsey Hussle. Drop on the clues, mm-hmm. bonds for Nipsey Hussle. His beautiful family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do you? Let me ask you. You know, I know with Biggie's family, they ask that we don't celebrate his death, right? I don't think it's. I mean, yeah, but I don't think it's. I mean, for, it's not a celebration. It's just you know an acknowledgement, remembrance. Yeah, you know, you, you can't act like you know that wasn't a, a traumatic day for the hip hop community. Like mm-hmm. I, I can still. Rem- I mean, even though it was just two years ago, I still remember that Sunday very, very, very vividly. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, as a uh, a black man in this culture, you know that hit home because mm-hmm. you know that wasn't supposed to happen to somebody like Nipsey. Mm-hmm. You know, given and given pouring into the community that he poured into, and and you know getting tragically assassinated in that community right. by somebody he would have, I'm sure, helped if given the opportunity. Yeah. And so, that person still hasn't had their trial, right? No. Yeah, but that's not that's Eric not Holder too Jr. far-fetched, though. I mean, especially being that COVID was last year. You know, he's, it's only been two years. Sometimes these guys be sitting three, four years Yeah. before they go to trial. Especially, like you said, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. The whole court system is backed up. Even the, even the DMV is backed up. If you're trying to get a license, registration, anything at the DMV, whew, feel yes. bad for you. So rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. All right. Now we got a, a new artist uh, joining us this morning. You might have know his song. She's a runner. She's a track star. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Mooski will be joining us this morning. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just thought about it. Yeah, the, the record is bigger than him. Him. Yeah, right now. But he is a very interesting star. That's right. Very interesting story. So we'll kick it with him in a little bit. And uh, let's get into some front page news. What are we talking about? 
Well, let's talk about this Derek Chauvin trial. It was day two yesterday, and six bystanders testified about what it was like to witness George Floyd die in front of them. All right. Well, let's get on a Nipsey joint. Let's start. Uh, let's do the Nipsey Hove joint. What it feel like? Let's do it. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. And this is what it feels like. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, all you NFL fans, NFL is expanding season to 17 games now. That's so stupid. The NFL is so dangerous already. It's just like, why add more games? More money for them. Yeah, but it's, it's, it just, it's just so stupid. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, I guess the players make more money too, but I really would like to know the number of players who would want to play an extra NFL game. And then 17 games, it's just like, by week 16, you know, you have a couple of teams playing to get into the playoffs or whatever, but it's like, seven, do you really need 17 weeks of the NFL? No. Come on. Now, also, uh, the Final Four, Baylor versus Houston Saturday and Gonzaga versus UCLA. Uh, in women's Final Four, South Carolina versus Stanford and Arizona versus Connecticut. Let's go, Gamecocks! All right. Now, what else you got, Yee? Well, let's talk about Derek Chauvin, day two of the trial for a killing of George Floyd. He's charged with second-degree murder, second-degree manslaughter, and third-degree murder. The jury did hear from six different bystanders. One of them was a Minneapolis firefighter, Genevieve Hansen, and here is what she said. When you first approached, you said you identified yourself as a firefighter. Correct. To whom did you identify yourself? To Officer Tao. How did Officer Tao respond? He said something along the lines of, if you really are a Minneapolis firefighter, you would know better than to get involved. What did you think of that? That's not right. I mean, that's exactly what I should have done. There was no medical assistance on scene, and I got there, and I could have given medical assistance. That's exactly what I should have done. Now, she did want to provide medical attention, but the officers would not allow it, and she called 911 also. Another person who took the stand was Darnella. She was 17 at the time. She's the person who took the Facebook video of Derek Chauvin kneeling on Floyd's neck. That's the video that went viral. And they called her as a witness. And here's what she said as she cried, recounting that night. When I look at George Floyd, I look at, I look at my dad. I look at my brothers. I look at my cousins, my uncles. And I, I look at that and I look at how that could have been one of them. It's been nights. I stayed up apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more and not physically interacting and not saving his life. But it's like, it's not what I should have done. A lot of tears in that courtroom. It's it's, it's crazy that she's beating herself up. But it, it wasn't up to her to do the right thing in that situation. It was the police. It was up to the police to do the right thing in that situation. Correct. Yeah, a lot of the bystanders were angry at themselves for not doing more, given what happened. And here is MM fighter Donald Wynn Williams, and he actually called the police on the police. At some point, um, did you make a 911 call? That is correct. Uh, I did call the police on the police. And why did you do that? Because I believe I witnessed a murder. 911, what's the address of the emergency? Officer 987 killed a citizen in front of a Chicago store. He just pretty much just killed this guy that wasn't resisting arrest. He had his knee on the dude's neck the whole time, Officer 987. 
I mean, that's real. Like, that's who, you, who do you call when you are witnessing a crime when the person committing the crime is the person you would call when you're witnessing a crime? <laughs> like, that is, that's got to be a, a, a mind F out of this world. That's now, here's so some sad, more man. from MMA fighter Donald Dwyane Williams and how he feels about the defense. As you were there and interacting with Officer Tao and Officer Chauvin, you grew more and more upset. Would you agree with that? Correct. You grew angry, right? Um, I grew control and professionalism. In that statement, you said, like, I really wanted to beat the shit out of the police officers. You said that. Yeah, I did. That's what I felt. You were angry. No, you can't pay, pay me. I was angry. You know, I didn't have any expectation prior to the trial. Uh, just because this country has let me down so much, they don't be charging white folks for killing black people like that, uh, especially when they cops. But I now feel like Derek uh, Chauvin is going to prison. I, I don't. So. I don't know if they'll throw the book at him, but he's going to prison. I mean, you factor in all those witnesses, you factor in the world seeing that video of Derek Chauvin killing George Floyd. He's going to prison, and if he doesn't, this country's going to explode. I hope he does. I mean, this country is going to explode like you you thought last summer was something. That's going to look like spring break in Florida. Let Derek Chauvin get off. Well, witness testimony in the trial is expected to last about four weeks, followed by jury deliberations. And that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? You. <laughs> you as in What's like... Up, bro? It's you. Oh, like, your name you. is you. <laughs> okay, like yeah. Big You. I am you. Yeah, like Big You, but it's, it's, it's you. How you doing? What's, you, what's up, man? Get it off your chest. What's you your full name? You what's your what full you name? Uranus? I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't. give out my government, but you know. Okay. Use my stage name. I just wanted to see if I could flow for y'all. Are well, you a rapper? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. <clears throat> to mention the system that loves oppressing the victims, they keep us working for nickels and take them off of the rent. Tempt us with pistols, illegal drugs, and the liquor, the propaganda. They're pitching that trap us all in their system. People with the deal is a secret weapon that's killing us is a twist in the mental to pit our neighbors against us. Calling out sissy to use my difference against me, but they created a monster. My skin is thicker than Nikki. Thought they could break me, must have been smoking the sticky. I'm repping hard for the gays and repping hard for my city. Still a rich mean in that rich man still in me. No matter how far I take it, I got my city right with me. All right. Hey man. You a hey, you. What up? You suck. And you, you, you need to not quit your day job. Thank you. Damn it, man. Ouch. That was that a little wasn't harsh. It wasn't that bad. Like yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't trash. Stop. Trash. Come on, stop. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Craig. How's it going? What's up, Craig? Get it off your chest, bro. Listen, man. I watched the the, uh, the court proceedings yesterday, man. It's just a very hard watch. Um, I watched the judge pretty much admonish the EMT worker. Um, mm-hmm. At one point. Uh, the defense tried to make it look like stress would make her forget some things. So he said, so in a stressful situation, do you forget things? And she said, yes. And that's why I'm glad I have video of it, you know, mm. and, 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 yeah, and which was a, a great point. The, the judge didn't like that, you know. So when, when it was finally over, he had pretty much admonished her about being aggressive. And I, didn't, I just didn't think she was aggressive. Right. I mean, she and she said certain things like, do you know what it's like to watch somebody die in front of you? That's, That's a real right. thing. 
And he was saying he was saying only answer the questions that you're asked. That's what he was saying. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard to watch. I don't watch because there's too much gaslighting going on. You know what I'm saying? If I was a lawyer defending Derek Chauvin, I couldn't sleep at night. Like you literally trying to get a guy off for murder. You know? Like you like you said, Charlemagne, the reason why I'm watching, man, is because um at first I thought Chauvin would get off, you know, but after watching all of these witnesses and the video over and over again. There's just, there's just no way they, they, they can let him off. It's no, no way. way. I hope not. Thank you, man. We've but, seen the white man do some some magical stuff before, but this one, nah. Unless unless they want this country to burn, because it's going to happen. You know, now as an attorney, right? As an attorney, you've seen the video yourself. How can you represent him? And I know everybody's I entitled to represent whoever, and you're entitled to have a lawyer, but as an attorney, how could you represent that? But that's why I said it's too much gaslighting in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't sleep at night if I was a lawyer for Derek Chauvin. Like, you literally... And if you're not watch, used to having to take the stand... To, and answer these questions from the defense and take the stand. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine not really saying everything that you want to say at that time. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Oh, this is Chris. Wow, I'm actually on here. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. I'm half late. Let me start this here. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, Richard's Club? How are you guys doing this morning? Blessed, black, and highly favored. How are you, sir? <laughs> good, Chris. What's up? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, first of all, Charlemagne, Mr. Uh, um, Morris Chestnut's left hand. Um, I want to know what you think about uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Who you think is going to win today? I haven't watched it. It came on. I heard it came out last night. I thought it came out this weekend, but I heard it came out last night. I'm going to check it out this yeah, weekend, though. It drops at midnight. Okay, so what do you think about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I like it a lot so far. Um, a lot of a lot of the elements uh, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier I, I've, I've seen before in other comics, uh, but I like it. I like Falcon and the Winter Soldier a lot. But how, oh, yeah. how all of a sudden Falcon experiencing all this racism? We don't watch 10 years of the MCU and haven't seen them experience this much racism. Falcon can't even walk down the street without getting profiled now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but remember all these elements um, already been happening. It's already been in comics for years. Anyway, oh, yeah. I just uh, DM'd you on IG. That way you can see as to why oh, I actually yeah. am so invested in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And whatever. Um, Envy, um, I got a question for you. Uh, when are you ever going to come to Florida? I don't care what Charlemagne says about Florida. When are you going to ever come to Florida? Come to Florida for what? I'm always in Florida. What part of Florida? No, well, for uh, well, I'm in St. Pete, but Tampa, St. Pete area. Uh, I'm actually doing a seminar in Orlando April 24th, real estate, if you need to learn about real estate. And then I'm coming to Tampa, I believe, when, they, when they're doing that big wrestling event, I think. When is that, the 8th? Yeah. I think I'm coming to uh, Tampa around that date. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because it's actually because of one of your seminars, we're really kind of interested in learning a little bit more about stuff. That's why we bought our first house about three years ago, mm -hmm. but we're trying to, we're having a, we just got married last November. Congrats. We just got pregnant. We we had a um, gender reveal party about three weeks ago. Congrats, man. Now we're having a boy. Congrats. <laughs> Yeah, so now I'm gonna be in Orlando wanna... October, uh, uh, April 24th. That's not too far from Tampa, so drive on down. We're gonna be there all day. 
Uh, we're going to be teaching about real estate. We're going to be bringing people. We're going to bring conventional lenders, hard money lenders, uh, wholesalers, credit repair, uh, everybody. So, you know, to explain and break down what we do. So, yeah, it's only a car thing, like a two-hour drive or an hour and a half drive. Drive on down. Oh, no, it's like 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, even better. So, yeah, we'll be April 24th. So, I want to see you there, bro. Oh, good. Definitely. Just definitely. don't ask me no questions about thing. Godzilla, King Kong, and Falcon and all that. I don't know nothing about that stuff, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I watch uh, 90 Day Fiance, actually, because of you. Because all your other reality shows that you watch, we had to pick something up because it was only comic book-related stuff we always watch. So then we started watching this show, 90 Day Fiance. That's yeasting. Yeah, that, no, that's yeasting. Oh. I, I do Bachelor. That's yeasting. Yeah, the ba- 90 Day Fiance is my show. But thank it's you, actually really good uh, this yeah. season. All right, Chris, you've uh, exhausted everybody else's time. <laughs> Chris, thanks a lot, you guys. See you in Atlanta. It's just a pleasure being on here finally, you guys. Yes, Thank sir. you so much. Man. All right. All right. He made the mo- okay. He made the most of it. He definitely. All right. He's like a relative that you only answer the phone once a week or once a month, and you realize why. Nah, he's that dude that you be talking to on the phone, and you keep saying you got, you keep hinting that you gotta go, and he just keep talking. One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> one more thing. All right. Thank you, Chris, for listening. Though, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way now, you. Yes, and this couple is going to therapy. And when I say couple, I mean they're friends with each other. They're not actually dating. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. All the gossip. The rumor report. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Marseille Martin spoke to The Hollywood Reporter after getting two trophies at the NAACP Image Awards for her work in Black-ish. And she talks about what's coming up for her next. Now, she has a rule about no black pain in her project. She says, we've been working on it for... Uh, quite a while now. I've always wanted to have just a cool activity that like us black people love, like everyone loves it. But the aesthetic of roller skating is just amazing and it just doesn't get the recognition that it needs. I just wanted to shine a light on it. And then she also said sickle cell is a very big thing in our black community. It tackles us the most. It's never been seen on TV or film before. So I want to make sure this was a moment to shine a light on it and not a bad way because we don't do black pain, but to where our main character is still celebrated. So she has a rule for what she's trying to do coming up, and her rule is no black pain. She doesn't want to just keep doing uh, projects all about black pain. There's enough of that. Interesting. I totally understand what she's saying uh, in regards to black trauma, black pain. My thing is with movies and TV shows, show me, like, you you can give me that, but also give me the happy ending. Show me how Mm -hmm. things should be or how you want things to go. For example, Queen and Slim. Why couldn't they have gotten away? Like, why did they have to get killed right. at the end of the movie? If you movie? didn't see it. Well, it's been out for You didn't miss much. But why Why? Why, they could, why couldn't they get on the plane and, and get away? Like, why did they have to die at the end of the movie? Why did they even have to go on the run? She was an attorney. The cop was wrong. Like, that's all I'm saying. Show me, show me how things could go or how you would want things to go. All right, now Kendall Jenner has left her house after getting a death threat and somebody intruded. A latest scary incident happened on Sunday, according to TMZ, and they said she moved out of her house because of the possible risk. It's just too much for her to stay. So they're saying she has moved to a safe location that has armed security and has no plans to return to her house. So she might have to sell it. And, you know, a trespasser showed up and attempted a naked swim in her pool. She got a temporary restraining order against another guy who told police he planned to shoot and kill her and then himself. I'm surprised she don't have armed security at that crib. Because all it just takes is one person. Just one person to hop over that fence to try to do something, bow, and it'll never happen again. Because it's going to happen wherever she moves to. 
Well, Drake has a super stalker also. And according to the, the Toronto Sun, a knife-wielding woman was arrested. Yesterday, she allegedly struck a security guard with a metal pipe to try to get into his mansion. Yikes. So the per- that perpetrator did not get anywhere near Drake and, and didn't make it past the front gate. But still, you know, what is going on with people? All right, now Joe Button and his podcast co-host Rory, they are supposedly going to therapy together. Joe Button went on Instagram Live and, you know, divulged that they have these plans to do that. I don't think I'm supposed to divulge our therapy plans publicly. We're going going to therapy. I'm a therapy baby, man. Some of y'all know this. When something is wrong, we call in the therapist. Let's get to the bottom of it, baby. Now, he said he's the person that reached out to Rory to see if he wanted to go with him. And he said, we'll get to pod business later. So looks like they're trying to work on patching up their relationship and bringing all the members back to the Joe Button podcast. I never, I never thought about going to therapy with a friend that I was arguing with. That's, that's different. That's really different. I mean, therapy with, with your wife, with your... Mm, that's different. Okay. I hope, I hope they work it out. Now, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to say, is, I, I think it's just weird. Like, we if we have, we're having a... I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> Charlamagne, what do you think? Right. You, th- you, 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 you go to therapy all the time. I'm a huge proponent of therapy. Correct. But I don't have an opinion about this situation. But you go to therapy mm. with your friend? Mm, it depends. Maybe. Mm. Okay. But probably not. I'd rather just fight. Yeah, just fight. Get yeah, it. Me you, like, if it was just me and you, we just fight. Just fight. Yeah. yeah. Kiss you after. All right, good. Whoa. Who would win? See what I'm saying? See, that's why we'll never fight, though. Who would, who would win in a but fight I, between if, if me and Charlamagne? <laughs> you didn't hear what he said to me. Okay. I, I heard what you just said. No, he said to me, we'll I fight and then I kiss heard after. Was that you- See? I heard just heard See? you say, let's get to the kids. See See, that's saying? all I heard. See, you didn't hear everybody else, everybody else out there heard Envy clearly say he wanted to kiss me after the fight. That's exactly what he said. Drama, did you hear him? I didn't hear that. See what I'm saying? No, we didn't crazy. hear that. We nah. just heard you say, can oh, we get gosh. to the kids? Right. I didn't know what he was talking you, about. Okay, there, guys. But... All right, guys. Well, did you say that? Ahead, did I say what? I just said what they're talking about. I just want to get to the kiss. I didn't say okay. nothing. You I did say that. Yeah, see, I, I knew I just shouldn't. <laughs> that's why I wanted to get All right, quiet. we're going to use that drop all morning. Um, now, Young Dolph says that this mixtape that he did with Key Glock Diamond Dumber 2 is the end of it for him. He said, I hope y'all enjoying the new mixtape. It's my last project putting out. I wasn't going to tell y'all, but I thought y'all should know I'm done with music. Enjoy. No, he not. No, he not. First of all, Dumb and Dumb and Two is hard. Dumb and Dumb and Two so hard. Dolph and Key Glock uh, are by far the best duo in the rap league right now. Uh, To me, well, Dolph and Key Glock didn't pull Shiesty and Big Thirty, but yeah, Dumb and Dumb and Two is hard. Dolph ain't going nowhere. He can't be done. He's not done. He's not going nowhere. But the project is hard. It's dope. Hard, hard. That's what I've been working on too, like since it came out Friday. All right, now, Saweetie, and we're going to talk about Saweetie and Quavo in the next hour and the elevator footage that was put out yesterday. But Saweetie has changed her avatar to a picture of Cat Williams, and I saw a lot of people talking about it, saying, oh, she's a pimp. She's talking about pimping. But it made me think of, I interviewed Saweetie on uh, International Women's Day, and she was talking about Cat Williams because she was talking about why having haters is a good thing. So here is a refresh of that. All right, now, what is one life lesson that you got from your father? I remember um, I was hating on real bad in high school, like rumors, girls wanted to jump me. 
And I used to come home so frustrated because I just wanted to fight everybody. And my dad sat me down and he showed me this Cat Williams tape about how having haters is a good thing. And then Cat Williams was like, if you got five haters at the beginning of the summer, try to make sure you got 50 bitches hating on you by the end of the summer. <laughs> so my dad basically taught me at a young age that having haters is a good thing because that means you're doing something right with your life. That's right. First of all, don't ever take for granted uh, where someone can get a lesson from. It's lessons and signs all around us. If we pay attention, you can learn something from anyone. So great to really learn from Cat Williams. Right. So I think that's why her Abby is now Cat Williams, not because she thinks she's a pimp, just for everybody out there that I saw was saying that. And, and, and that hey, is I'll take it a step further, further mm -hmm. to uh, and quote Malcolm X. If you have no critics, you likely have no success. That's another good one. Mm hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes. All 50 states have now expanded or will expand COVID vaccine eligibility to everybody 16 and up. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. Let's get in some front page news. Now, the NFL is is expanding this season to 17 games. What a waste of goddamn time. It's just like, man, could y'all please stop treating these players like commodities that are just, you know, able to, that are expendable damn near? It's like, why do you need 17 weeks in the NFL? That's too much. If anything, you should be shortening the season. Shortening the preseason, which I think they did. Yeah. Right? And then shortening the regular season, too. 17 games is a lot. 16 think, games is a lot. I think they said they lost like a billion dollars. So, I guess this is part of their way of getting that money back. Well, they still ain't going to be able to get the money back if they can't have uh, full people in the stands. But didn't they do a big TV deal this year mm -hmm. with all of these different networks? So it's not like they're not making money. It's like, oh. God damn, how greedy can you be? All right. What else we got, Yee? Um, well, let's talk about this blackout challenge. This is really dangerous. A 12-year-old Colorado boy was reportedly left brain dead. He used a shoelace in the blackout challenge. It dares people to choke themselves until they lose consciousness. Uh, Joshua was found by his twin brother, passed out on his bathroom floor. He has since been declared brain dead, and doctors told the family to prepare to say their goodbyes. His father is saying he's a fighter. I can see him fighting. I'm praying for him every day. He said, it's just heartbreaking to see him laying on the bed. I was begging them on the floor, pleading to see if they can just give me some time not to give up on him. If I just give up on him, Lord I feel like I'm mercy. walking away from my son. Lord have mercy, man. How old is he? 12. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I got a 12-year-old. That's why I be just mm -hmm. walking in the room. Let me see what's on, what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Put the computer down, read a book. You know what I mean? Like, it's All just like, time. Jesus Christ, these kids be influenced to do some wild stuff. And it's got to be a thin line between, like, Choking yourself till you pass out and like suicide, right? Like actually hanging yourself. How do you know the difference? Yeah, you know, with the asphyxiation, it is a, always a risk that you'll end up killing yourself. Yeah, I don't, like how do you know? Like yeah. how do you know when to stop? Mm -hmm. I'm surprised TikTok didn't ban these challenges a long time ago before they even get started. Like yeah, I'm surprised they, they ban yeah. everything else quickly, fast. They I'm surprised that didn't they didn't ban that. They ban everything that doesn't matter. And all the stuff that's really influencing people and, and, and causing people to harm themselves be just catching wildfire on social media. All right. Now, President Joe Biden has announced new actions at and, and these are aimed at addressing the nation's rise in anti-Asian violence. 
Uh, the move comes nearly two weeks after the deadly shootings that left eight people dead, including six Asian women. And uh, these new details include a Department of Justice cross-agency initiative focused on responding to hate crimes. So they will initiate community outreach to address gaps in hate crimes reporting, while the FBI will publish a new interactive hate crime page dedicated to anti-Asian hate crimes. The FBI will also work to improve data collection and prior reporting systems and hold nationwide civil rights training events with state and local law enforcement on recognizing anti-Asian bias. They're also allocating $49.5 million from the American Rescue Plan to a new grant community, uh, a new grant program for community-based culturally specific services for survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault, uh, particularly those who face barriers like language access. Now, I'm sure a lot of people saw this video yesterday of a woman, an Asian woman who was headed to church and she was attacked. This happened in Manhattan. Yeah, her name and is Vilma, Vilma Carey. Yes, the man was uh, just stomping her and they are saying that 38-year-old Brandon Elliott was taken into custody yesterday. He's the man that was seen punching and kicking the victim in the video that has made national headlines. A 65-year-old Asian woman was on her way to church in Midtown. He was charged with assault and attempted assault as a hate crime, and he'll be arraigned later today. But they did say he has a long record. He was actually arrested in July of 2002 for fatally stabbing his mother when he was 19 in the Bronx. He did serve 17 years in prison. He was released on li- he was released on lifetime parole back in 2019. I tell you all the time, the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. But, you know, in, in regards to Joe Biden, I feel like all of those programs and stuff should have been in place in America when you got so much hate, uh, racism towards black people and Latino people and so much homophobia and transphobia and, you know, anti-Semitic stuff. Like, I feel like all of those hate crime programs or whatever he just implemented, that should have been there. Right. I would think, right? And you know what else was sad to see? The security that was inside of the store right there, or the building right there, they actually just the watched yeah, and then they watched. closed the door. Yeah, But they got suspended too. They yeah. actually should be fired. Yeah. They're definitely cowards. Situation like that, like that's a freebie. You know what I'm saying? Like those three security guards could have went out there and wailed all over Brandon Elliott, stabbed him, did whatever, and nobody would have even thought twice about convicting them. Well, maybe they would, but it would have been worth well, since it. We're, since we're in New York, let's talk about New York. They have legalized recreational marijuana and also expunged former uh, marijuana convictions. So this all happened last night. The New York State Assembly voted 100 to 49 to pass the marijuana legalization bill. And Cuomo has previously said that he will sign this bill into law once it reaches his desk. I love it. And he reiterated that last night as well. Yeah. Any any, uh, state that's decriminalizing marijuana, legalizing marijuana, you have to let your nonviolent drug offenders out of jail. And you have to expunge, you know, the records of people who have those type of charges on them. You have to. All right. It'd well, be hypocritical that is to do otherwise. Mm-hmm. Your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, she's a runner. She's a track star. Mooski will be joining us. That's why you got your track outfit on today. No. Feel like doing a little light jog. No. Mm. no. Feel like being chased. You feel like a catch today. No. You, you like it. You like it. Okay. Stop. Mooski. I just act. I just Mooski will be. Like Mooski's coming up All right. next. All right. We'll this kick guy. it with Mooski when we come back. Is the Breakfast Club? Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest yes, in the indeed. building. Probably has the hottest record out right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mooski. Yo, what's, what's up, going on? Hey, how you doing, man? How's Good everything? morning, young king. What's the, tell him the name of the record, man. She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Envy. <laughs> let's take it back. Let's, 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 let's see where Mooski's from and how he got into music. So yeah. you're from Alabama. Yes, sir. 
and I was reading, and, and you joined the military. Mm. Let's let's break that down. How you got in the military, and then how you got into music. All right, so I started making music when I was um, I was like 13. You know, I come from like a real heavy uh, church background. You know, so my mom she was singing the choir and stuff. So I've always been around music. You know what I mean? So I was like 13, and I used to make music on my phone, um, on this app called the Booth. Mm-hmm. I was recording music on there, but um, it was like it was gospel rap at first, and then you know. Older I got, you know, I started to like, like, um, I started listening to Wayne and stuff. So I wanted to rap a little bit, like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be like Wayne. And um, I heard Drake, and I wanted to sing a little bit. So you know, time went on or whatever. But how the Marine Corps came about, like, I was just in high school, and I really wasn't like, I didn't, you know, I didn't apply to no colleges, but I knew I had to do something. I was looking into a uh, military because one of my friends were going, but I was looking, I was in the army. Uh, I was looking at the army at first. And then just something about the Marine Corps, it just, I, it just stood out to me. What was your experience like in the Marine Corps, though? I loved everything about it. I like I liked the leadership role. I like, you know, just meeting people from all over the world, you know, and, and just, like, learning about them, learning different cultures and stuff. Like, I thought that was really dope. And, you know, just advancing through the ranks and, like I said, giving, getting that leadership role and being able to influence people and have an impact on people's life and, I mean, I, I just think it was it was very dope, and it taught me a lot about myself. It showed me who I, who I can be as a leader, you know, and I, I wanted more of that, but on a, on a more, on like, a global platform. <laughs> what I like about you, though, is that you're, you're very crazy. vulnerable in your music. Even, like, mm. the song, like, Trackstar, it feels like somebody broke your heart, yeah. and you were the one that was trying to communicate and get things right, but she just wasn't the right person for you. She was running from you. Right. Yeah, you know. So that's a real story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, track, track start, like I said, like I pull from, I definitely pull from real experience in my life. So it just makes the story better, you know, when it's coming out of my life, you know, and I can really dig in deep and like give people something they can really connect with. Like that was the whole thing of track start. I wanted to, I wanted to take that concept and see how far I can run with it. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But why, 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 why she's a track star? Like why, why that I mean, term? It's just like she runs from all the, all, all the problems. You dealing with somebody like on this end, you bringing like you coming to the table trying to take care of whatever going that's going on. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But she can't match that energy at the time. You know what I mean? So it's like you ready to deal with everything, like like you ready for it. But mm-hmm. you know that's just something that um the, the other person wasn't ready for. How did the song pop off? How did you create the song and what made it go? Because I heard it when I was in Atlanta, and I was like, right. I, I just assumed you were from Atlanta that they were playing it so much in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. how did the song pop off and take off? Cause it's been out since last summer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been out since last summer. We dropped it uh, June last year. Ever since I dropped the and song, you were signed. You were independent. You were just releasing stuff online. Yeah. So like, I dropped the song, bro. And like the first week, man, it did like ten, ten thousand. I was like, okay. I was like, dang, like, cause my other songs had like five thousand streams total, bro. And it I took dropped a year them to like get five thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Bro, like every week it kept going up, it kept going up, kept going up. Next thing you know, bro, it hit a we hit a million in six months. Wow! And then that same month right there, we hit another we hit another million. Mm-hmm. So like it just started like stacking up. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like around December, November, December. We already in Miami doing shows. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we talking labels and stuff. We get to the top of the year. January is still like it's going even more crazy now. And around this around January, like I'm I'm getting ready to make my decision. You know, with the label I want to sign to. So. We work all that. I end up signing February 10th. Capital um, Records, right? Yeah, Capital Records. Mm-hmm. I signed February 10th, but I didn't. I didn't announce anything. I I really was just trying to stay focused, bro. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I didn't want to be all out on it. Hey, I signed all about 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 Woody Woo. But around like that February time, bro, like, everything just like 
And I was like, yo, like. Yeah, we saw it take off on TikTok. I always wonder, is that like a, is that strategic from the label? Is that organic? Like, bro, everything that happened for Trackstar was organic, bro. Mm -hmm. All right, we got more with Mooski. When we come back, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the new artist, Mooski. Now, I wanted to ask, you know, you, you said you were a vet, and we have this conversation all the time. Mm. How do you feel about this country taking care of their vets? I kind of feel like the, the word carry more than the action. They're kind of like, oh, okay, so-and-so was a vet. Thank you for your service. But man, it's it's some it's some it's some military vets, bro. That like got some real stuff going on, bro. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, most of those homeless veterans, but they have like mental problems, bro. Mm -hmm. They get in there, bro, and they go through so much. It just like it messes them up mentally, bro. You know what I mean? And they can't return to normal life. So like, there there has to be something like you know they just need help, bro. Did the military have any impact on you in that way? When I first went into the military, bro, like I bought into it so much, it kind of turned me into a robot at first. Like I didn't know how to like deal with emotions and stuff like that. I'm like, man, I'm a Marine, you know what I'm saying? We don't, like, we, man, like, we, like, we hardcore, like, we just, but I didn't know how to deal with all the problems I was going through, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. my dad passed when I was in boot camp. I went home. I was getting close to graduating, so I went home, and it just felt weird. Like, my mom was crying, like, when she saw me, it's like, I looked at my pops and stuff. I didn't know how to deal with that, bro. It made me uncomfortable. Mm. I'm like, dang, bro, like, I'm emotionally numb, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it just turned me, like, cold like that, so I didn't know how to deal with my problems, bro, so I was handling it the wrong way. And so over time, bro, all that stuff built up, man. Like, like my mental was just like in a crazy, in a crazy spot, bro. And it's crazy because that's how I found music to be like my venting tool. So that that's really what helped me. Well, let's stay there for a second. It had to be something else, though. Did you go to therapy or anything? Nah, bro, I didn't. Grief like, counseling? Nah, like I, I didn't. Uh, I just, I used to talk to people. That was it's just something about like talking about stuff like that. Like I just, you know what I'm saying? At the time, I just couldn't. I just couldn't do that. Because like, as black men, they already make us sociopaths when we're coming up because they tell word. us not to have any emotion, yeah. right? And then you come from a certain environment, you're in the hood, you really got to not show any emotion word. just to survive sometime. Then you go in the Marines, and they're numbing you even more. Word. So it's like you had a lot to unpack. Man, bro. Look, and see, this this, this is the main reason. When my when my pops died, bro, I was in boot camp. My dressed came to me and said, he said, hey, man, you can go home if you want to. But he was like, if it was me, I'd just be like, you know, okay, my my dad died. Let's go. I didn't swing in, in my head, I was like, dang, you, you, like if, I'm I'm like, dang, but like this is my senior drill instructor, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm about, I'm about to go home, but I'm about to, I'm gonna come back, you know, just let me go to the funeral. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I did that, but like it just it changed the way I thought at that time because I was like, okay, he's a marine, he been in, he's seasoned, so that's how I gotta be. Did you ever regret that? Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure, bro. I regret it, but at the same time. I'm glad it happened because it taught me how important mental health is. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because I started to see how much I changed over time. Because me, I'm a real outgoing person. But over time, bro, like that, it was affecting me so much, bro. I, I found myself just going to the room every day, um, chilling by myself, drinking. Self-medicating. Like, yeah, I'm That's like, dang, doing. bro. Like, like what, what happened to me? Where people calling me, hey, bro, you want to go here this weekend? I'm like, nah, bro. And they're like, bro, that don't sound like you. I thought about it one day. I was like, dang, bro, like, it really don't. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So... I started to realize, like I was depressed, mm -hmm. and what I did when we get those when we get those classes about counseling and stuff, I was just like paying attention, looking at all the um signs and stuff they had up there, and like I'm like, dang, let's get kind of describing my situation right now. Mm -hmm. But I felt like if I could be aware of this, 
that maybe I don't need to go to counseling. Maybe I could just try to deal with this myself. Nah. Like that's that's how I had felt about it at the time. Nah, you gotta go. I, I go to therapy once a week. I got right. a sacred purpose coach. I meditate. You got you gotta deal with it. Cause like you said, that's will build up. Yeah, for sure. And boy, when you snap, you snap. Did you have a snapping moment? I don't think I, I don't think I did. A breakdown? It's, it's, it's trying to now at a certain time, everything just caught up, bro. It was just too much going on, bro. Everything that happened in my life is just like, dang, bro. Like at one point, man, I, I used to think like, like, bro, we curse or something, bro. So much stuff went left, bro. And it just like happened like back to back to back to back to back to back. I'm like, bro, like what's going on, mm-hmm, bro? You mm-hmm, get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's getting to the point to where like whenever my oh. grandma, when my grandma died, bro, like I didn't even cry or nothing. Like, bro, like I'm, I'm a little kid growing up in the house where like, bro, my pops used to go call the ambulance like once a week. You get what I'm saying? Like he, like wow. he was just that I, sick. I've seen that that your mom oh. and dad used to argue about the bills and, yeah. and the ambulance bills and bird man. Cause like that got to be scary. Your dad's sick, but you scared to call the ambulance. because yeah. you know he might not be able to afford to pay the ambulance bill. Right? Yeah, cause like I, I, I think they told me one time how much it cost. It was like eight thousand, ten thousand every time he called it or something. And Jeez. I'm like, dang, he called it so much because like he gets scared, bro, cause he got heart problems. And so like sometimes, um. Like he'll he like that, that thing will shock him. I forget what it's called. Like maybe um uh, uh, the, the something tillitator. Defibrillator. I seen it shock him, and I was on the phone. I was on the phone calling the ambulance. You seen your mom shock him? No, no. I seen my my dad get shot by the defibrillator. Uh-huh. Like my pops, he was like screaming, like he was like screaming yeah. when like when it shot him and stuff. And his body just like you know what I'm saying. So I was I was young when I saw that, but it was just like dang, bro. And so whenever whenever my pops used to get sick and call the ambulance. And like they arguing, but I'm like, I'm like, mama, like, let them go, like, let them go, like, cause I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't want nothing to happen to my pops. And then my mom was going through health problems too. It got to the point where my dad went to the hospital, but I ain't have to go see him. I'm used to this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to this. I'm going to school. Hey, uh, your daddy went to the hospital. Oh, okay. I, I will, 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 he'll be home in two days. Since you said the music was therapeutic for you, did you ever write about any of those experiences with your family? I wrote a song called "I Cry." I recorded it, I never released it. But I think that that song was just like one of those uh, moments to where like this had to happen to show me, hey, music is what you need to be doing. I wrote that song, bro. I woke up, I felt amazing, bro. Right. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like I felt like everything I was dealing with was just gone, bro, because it just built up. I love, that's your therapy. I love, the music is your therapy. Yeah, I, I hear artists say that, and I love that y'all do that, but you still got to sit down and talk to somebody. Yeah. We know, like I was saying, I heard a lot of your records, and you express love well. You're clearly in tune with your feelings in a real way. And they always say men don't know how to express their feelings. How did you get to that point when you tell us you were so emotionally numb? How did you get to the point where you can just express love in records? Like even just Bert. feeling love from a woman? Bert. I don't know, man. Like, I just really sat down like, and, and really thought, like, when I'm writing this music about how I feel, I'm like, how did I really feel? And when I first started doing this, bro, like it was something like it was like that that pride was still there, bro. Like, mm-hmm. man, I, nah, I can't say it in the song, bro. Nah, I can't, bro. But then I got to thinking about it. I was like, bro, it's probably like a million millions of people out there who thinking like I'm thinking right now, bro. Mm-hmm. And they just don't speak on it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna swallow my pride for this song. You get what I'm saying? I'm gonna swallow my pride and and say how I really felt because I think that's that's the best way to get people to relate to my music. Mm-hmm. And because. Trackstar is one of those songs. It's like, dang, he got up in here. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I'm saying things that people, they're not just going to say. See, and what's crazy about it is, that's not stuff that I actually just say. I, but I can say it in my, it's easier for me to put that in my music than just talk. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what's crazy about right. the whole thing. A lot of guys want to admit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. It, it took some time to get to that point, but it's just like, 
at the end of the day, like when when you have a vision for something and like you actually chosen to do something, it's just you just find like you just realize who you are. For some, like everybody can't express their feelings, so if you can do it, then you can do that for them as well. Mm-hmm. So so you know what I'm saying you just gotta bite the bullet on it, like go ahead and swallow your pride, and you know just try to reach people. All right, now keep it locked. We got more with Mooski when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Mooski, Charlemagne. Who was the woman that cracked the code though? Because you just told us how emotionally numb you were. Yeah. In order to write these records, you had to have some inspiration. Who was the woman that bought you out of that out of that emotional numbness? I mean, well, you, for, you don't even have to tell us about the woman, but how right. was that? How did the how how was that experience? <laughs> her her name is. <laughs> I mean, you know, like because uh, you had to be difficult in a relationship in the beginning. Like I say, man, o- over time you learn, man. Me, I really look at life like, and I, I got to understand when I turned twenty-two. I'm about to be 24 in June. But at 22, I really slowed down and just really tried to look at life. Like, let me look at all these series of events that's taking place in my life right now. And let me try to find purpose in all this. Let, let me try to see, one, why is this happening? Two, what can I do to prevent this from happening again? You get what I'm saying? So I really try to sit back and uh, do a self-eval and really try to learn from stuff. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And really, really try to... You know what I mean? Become better every day. Some things you can't change, though. Yeah. Like your father passing away, your grandmother yeah. passing away. There's no, there's nothing you can do about that. That's just life. Facts. When stuff like that, like somebody told me something one day. They said, control, like worry about what you can control. Things that are out of your control, you know what I mean? You serenity can't, prayer. Like you, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage right. to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. For sure. Because stress, man... Stress is like very, very, That's very dangerous, bro. Absolutely. I never understood that. Bro. People used to tell me that, like, man, I'm a, I'm a kid, bro. You get what I'm saying? I really don't, like, I didn't understand that at that time. But the older I got, bro, when, cause like, it's like, bro, when I, when I turned 18, bro, I was really on my own for real, bro. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, with the problems I'm dealing with, like, I can't go back to my parents and talk to that about it. Cause one, my pop's gone. Two, my mama had a stroke. She can't, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. had two of them. Now she can't even talk, do nothing. Mm. So it's like, I'm really on my own out here, bro. You get what I'm saying? So you just gotta learn, bro. You who's, gotta your, learn. who's your mentors? Did anybody fill those roles or? Nah, bro. Damn. The military did, I guess. Yeah, military, That's bro. That's probably why you like, went to the military. See, the thing about it is, though, uh, I really started to think, like, I really didn't, even with my pops passed, I really didn't, like, Clean to nobody for like a father figure role. I just said, cause I was like, bro, like I got a little brother, bro. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So it, I got to get out here. I got to get out here and get to it, bro. Cause I got to teach my little brother something. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So I'm really, I'm just out here trying to, trying to learn myself, trying to learn for myself, bro, and try to tell my little brother like, or where I feel that. And so now I just try to cut it short for him. Mm-hmm. You know what's, what I'm what's saying? What's next for you as far as music is concerned? Album, EP, what, what, like what, what's? I know the label's on your back. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting together a project right now. Like I'm trying to put together a project, man. Get, it, get everybody a body of music that they can feel, bro. Like I want to, I want to give everybody some healing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody who's dealing with something. Like How you gonna give somebody real, some healing? You ain't really got no healing yet. I don't know, bro. Like uh, I feel like I have. I came a long way, and I think that's why all this happened in music. I really started to grow when I started to talk about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think God is blessing me for it. Are you doing a remix of tracks though? For sure. Is it done yet? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Is a project called Melodic Therapy? It is. It is, for sure. Bro, if you went to real therapy, you would be a beast, man. Because, you know, a lot of times we know how we feel, mm. 
but we don't always know why we feel that way. And I think right now you being transparent, and it's easy to be transparent, Word. but it's different to be vulnerable. Word. You know what I'm saying? Like once you really get a handle on what those emotions and those feelings are, and you like really express that vulnerability, oh man, you'd be a beast, bro. Word. I don't know. Yeah, I, I probably I probably do need to, you know why what I'm not? saying? Check that out. It ain't gonna hurt nothing. Why I probably not? need to check that out. You think you would put out that song, I Cry? Probably. You should put it out, man. I, yeah, I probably so, should, cause I ain't gonna lie, man. Like that song right there, I like that's the first time I grieved my father's my father's death, and that was like wow. two years after. You I'm know sure what I'm saying? A lot of people grieving too, and that could, that could hit home for a lot of people. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't never thought about that. You know, so what you I'm saying? cried like, recording it clearly. Yeah, I, cr- I cried writing it for sure. Like that's just the first time. Like, yeah. it, it felt good though, bro. Like it was it was crazy, bro. You feel me? Like it was just crazy, bro. How do you think you would have mourned the loss of your father differently if you had not gone to the Marines? I probably would have mourned it at, you know, in the, the viewing at and then in the funeral. Because mm-hmm. right at the viewing and the funeral, bro, you, I was sitting there like this. You feel what I'm saying? It's like I was mad, bro. It's like the only emotion I had was anger, bro. That's fine. I was like, dang, bro. Like, like is it, like, you know what I'm saying? You like, should be mad. I was you lost like, your dang. Yeah. And because And then I got my little brother, little sister, and older sister, like, sitting there. So I'm like, man, I got to be strong for everybody. I'm the man now, so I can't, I can't be crying. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, you can. Like, that, that's, feel that's your feelings. That's how you felt, though. That's how yeah. you felt, though. That's but, right. felt. but anger is a good emotion. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, yeah. I think we look at these situations like, well, I'm not supposed to be angry right now. Who says? Right. Who says you're supposed to be sad in this moment? You might be angry right now, sad tomorrow, sad two years from now like you were. Right. Who says you got to be whatever in whatever moment? Right, so. You remind me of old dog from Menace, man. <laughs> you don't see Mr. Society. He do. <laughs> he even dressed like him with the sweatshirt, the, sweatshirt. the jeans. Yeah, yeah, you remind yeah, me yeah, of old dog bit. from Minnesota a little bit. Right. I, I, I Why thought... couldn't you just say Lorenz Tate? Why had to be the old dog character? Because it ain't Lorenz Tate. Because old, old dog in the movie. <laughs> 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 Lorenz Tate is a totally different character. You seen Minnesota before? No. Nah, <laughs> you seen Minnesota Society? Oh yeah 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 don't lie yeah 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 oh, oh bro for sure no you didn't look bro I, I'm but he said like menace so he's the old man let me just laugh with the old yeah. okay but old when, when you're a certain age you say menace right you know what I mean now I saw you say you want to <laughs> put a dream together you said you want to come in the industry and do something that nobody has ever done before yeah 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 okay do you have that plan in place I think you talking about the remix I said I want to put the dream team oh that's what that was it was for the yeah. remix oh I thought you were just talking about your career uh, I mean that too bro okay. like, I, I definitely I just want to be different, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I look at the people like, like Michael Jackson and Drake. Them two, like those two, are like the biggest, my two biggest influences when it comes like you know, to uh, like where where I want to go. Mm-hmm. But I want to put both of them together. I still want to do want to do the pop. I still want to do hip hop. I still want to do R and B. But I just want to be me, bro. Can you I want to do it in my in my way. I mean, yeah, I can, I can, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I can. Cause you start talking about Michael Jackson, I need to see this movie. I, I, I read the, I read the jig, I read the jig right now. You feel what I'm okay. saying? I read the jig. He don't know what jig means. I'm from the south. You don't know what jig is. Just an old school term. Is the remix locked in already? I mean, I mean, we we working. We we got it. We got it in the works right now. We got it in the works right now. You sure you don't want to debut it right here on the Breakfast Club? Yeah, yeah. Now we. I don't think it's done yet. Is it done yet? I mean, we 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 working on it. We working on it. Open that door. Let me call Chris. How many people on it? How many people? How many people on it? Chris, Chris. you want to debut the, the remix right now? You mean who? He said he want to play the remix he said right now. Play the remix right now. Oh no, I got nothing to do with that. Thing. He said he got nothing to do with that. <laughs> oh. But yeah, uh, when's it dropping? You can't tell us that either. Nah, I, I, I rather I rather you know have have like real word behind it. You know, yeah, so yeah, if yeah. I tell you what it is, and I want it to be that. This you better be worth it.
Bro. All right. What was your favorite? You better have some amazing people hey, on this bro, record. Look, I need look. to hear Chris Brown, somebody, Miguel. Man, we gonna, Stop we gonna it. play together, right? Drake. I need to. Hear we some... gonna play together, right, bro? All right. That was early. I know it's early, but people would say, Let, "Let's hear the brother sing." Don't do it. He can do it. Oh my gosh. He got confidence in himself. He's got this. Mooski. He got this. Military. Mooski. Why would you do this to him? Don't do it if you don't feel like What did they say in the military? Stay ready so you gotta get ready something like that? You know your vocals better than we do. You might be ready, you may not. If you're not ready, Stand down, soldier. Okay. Hey. I mean, I don't know. I think I think I'm kind of hoarse right now, for real, for real. Hey, man, I'm not. I'm not judging you. <laughs> this well, guy might be trying to set bro. you up for failure. I don't introduce know. Introduce your record, then. Yo, it's your boy Mooski. It's my new single, Track Star. All right, here it is right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Thank you for joining us, brother. Hey, yes, sir. I appreciate y'all having me. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right, well, this video has surfaced of Quavo and Sweetie getting into a scuffle on an elevator, and the altercation was actually obtained by TMZ. There's surveillance footage from that elevator. So we don't know what happened. We know this incident was from 2020. They said this is from an apartment where Sweetie was renting at the time. And you can see uh, some people are saying it looks like she attempted to hit him. He dodged the hit. Uh, then a, a bag fell on the ground, a case, he picks it, grabs it, he grabs it, they struggle for it. He Then um, somehow she gets swung around, I guess he swung her around, I'm not sure if it was her jacket, her arm. She falls on the floor and, you know, when the elevator doors open, she kind of limps off. So we don't know what the whole situation was. We don't know what happened before this altercation. I see a lot of people weighing in. Uh, some people are siding with Saweetie. Some people are sw- uh, siding with Quavo. Here is what Trouble had to say. Whatever the f- they got going on, that's they business. But at the end of the day, that shit went no extra ass They's like when you was a jit and you playing tug of war. Now, I mean, whoever end up getting the best of the bed, they're going to end up taking a little tumble. You know what I'm saying? It was a tumble. It was a goddamn tug of war over the Call of Duty cave. I mean, she just lost the game, just fell back a little bit. He ain't abused her. He punched out none of that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't agree with that. Like, man, ain't put their hands on that girl. Hey, boo, stop acting like y'all ain't never been through shit. Why, why, why is Trouble the Breakfast Club correspondent on this? <laughs> All right, now, I'm, I'm telling you different sides of what people have to say. Now, Nia Riley went on social media and said, I know y'all don't give a F about women because my ex a whole ass abusive known clown and y'all still entertain him. If he can't get canceled, no one can. And she's referencing Soldier Boy uh, when she says that. So everybody's been weighing in and telling their different sides of what they think happened. But only the two of them know at this point what went down in that elevator. I was just curious to how that footage came out because you know, if you go in the elevator, footage is always shooting. So how would Mm -hmm. somebody know to go to that time, that direct space at, at that date and you know how, how would you know how to pull up that footage at that time you know yeah and it's hard to say uh you know they're the only two people who know what happened on the elevator because we saw at least a minute and 30 seconds of it mm-hmm. you know what i mean and, and yeah but we don't know we don't know what went down before that we don't know what happened oh, yeah, before they true. got on the elevator we don't, we don't 
you know, so there's a, a lot. True. You can tell it was in the middle of something. But, I mean, based off that footage, I don't know why anybody has to pick sides. Like, I watched the video, and it just seems like a very toxic situation for both of them. She's swinging at him. He's moving out the way, and it seems like they're fighting over the bag, grabbing on each other. They both fall. She stays down. He doesn't attempt to help her up. It's just one of those situations that looks bad on both sides. It looks toxic on both sides. My, my advice to, to everyone, men and women, is keep your hands to yourself. And before it gets heated, take a walk. Okay, physical altercations are never the answer unless y'all fussing and arguing and it ends up in makeup sex. That's the only positive physical altercation. Yeah, I tell you that time when me and my wife was going, like, I guess. We when were, she slammed you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you about, see, he about to try to make up some finesse lie. I was she gonna, slammed you, she bro. Did, she, you yeah. got slammed. She threw me in a dope fiend. And That's right. Choked, choked you out. out. Absolutely. I, I was tapping, like, stop. <laughs> stop. Drop on the clues bomb stop. for gear. Now, I did just say. Now, come on now, Gia. Gia knows she should be putting her hands on Envy. I did just say. You just said everybody keep your hands to yourself. You're right. But, hey, if anybody needs to be put in a dope fiend, it's DJ. But, you know, when you're playing at first and then playing goes too far, and you and she slammed me and had me, like, <laughs> choke me, and I, I thought I was going to die. But no, I, no, I'm serious. I, 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 don't even, die. I don't even know what you did. Gia, that I, was wrong, Gia. I don't know what you did. Keep your hands to yourself, Gia. Gia, Gia should have kept her hands to herself, but I'm sure you deserved it. But my point is, everybody should <laughs> keep their hands to themselves. Every does not deserve abuse, We were abuse, playing, no, no, we okay? were playing, guys. There was no abuse. We were playing, but... <laughs> now, yeah, she was playing when she. You gets, brought it up, Envy. When she you gets the best of you, uh-huh. she's playing. No, she manhandled you and you deserved it. But everybody should keep their hands to themselves. That's what I'm saying. Because the truth is, if Envy would have did that to her, that'd be wrong. So everybody has to be accountable, right, Envy? We 100%. Playing, but we were playing in my house. It wasn't <laughs> serious. No, we no, 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 no. Why did you bring it up then? No, because I'm saying, like, as a couple, sometimes things go too far. And that went too far. Like, we were playing and all of a sudden I almost died. Like, so if you, you're basically <laughs> saying, like, you're. you're Saying what I said. My advice to everybody is men and women, keep your hands to yourself. And before it gets heated, take a walk. I should have walked. You should have walked. <laughs> she should have walked. But to, to Angelique's point, absolutely. Everybody keep their hands to themselves, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, nobody should be putting hands on each other. Right. Period. Well, you know, I, I hate the fact that this all has to be public for us to see. But they're not together anymore. So we don't know if this was the beginning of the end for them. We don't know if they've been having issues. We just don't know. We so. don't know what happened, yeah. Yeah, even I mean, right. you know, we just we just saw what we saw. She swung at him. He moved. Seemed like they're fighting over the bag. They grab each other. They both fall. She stays down. He doesn't attempt to help her up, which was wild. That was wild. Yeah, I seen that too. That was wild. That was, it just looks toxic on both sides. Mm-hmm. So. All right, now Steve Harvey is going to be hosting the Earth, Wind, and Fire Isley Brothers versus. That should be interesting. Why that makes so and much? And that's going to be happening on April fourth. That's going to be this Sunday, Easter Sunday. Why does that make so much sense? Steve got to wear, he got to wear an old school Steve Harvey suit. Big ass suit. Steve. He ain't got no of those no more. Unk, you got you to gotta pull out an old school Steve Harvey suit one time for the culture, man. Unk ain't got those no more. He got them. I'm sure he got a few in storage somewhere. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? Well, you know, Brandon Elliott. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. If you don't know who Brandon Elliott is, he's the 38-year-old man who put his hands on a 65-year-old woman named Vilma Kari. We'll talk about it. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here, and the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. They offer the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Make the right call and go with The General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the 
day. day huh? I'ma fatten all that shit around your eye. Yeah, they want this man to throw them blows, man. They're yelling at Charlamagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment <clears throat> of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yeah. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, donkey of the day for Wednesday, March 31st, goes to a 38-year-old man named Brandon Elliott. Who the hell is Brandon Elliott? Uh, I have no idea. I only know what I've learned in the past 12 hours, but if you have seen the video of the 65-year-old, uh, I think she was Asian, Asian or Filipino woman, uh, walking down the street, and then a man who looks like he could be a member of the New Day and the WWE kicks the woman in the stomach, okay, knocks her to the ground, then proceeds to stomp on her face while screaming anti-Asian slurs and telling her, you don't belong here. Okay, the woman has been identified as Vilma Kari. Uh, she was discharged from the hospital uh, yesterday after being treated for serious injuries. So I am sending her love, light, and healing energy this morning. Okay? And I wish that I was there to stab Brandon Elliott. Okay? I, well, I don't wish that. I wish this whole situation never happened. But based off those circumstances, I wish I was there or somebody was there to do something to Brandon Elliott. A stabbing would have been nice. What are you talking about, Charlamagne? What situation? Well, let's go to ABC 7 NY for the report, please. The man charged in this case was out on lifetime parole for stabbing his own mother back in 2002. He served 17 years behind bars and again was out on parole when this happened, but has been arrested in this brutal attack that happened right here in front of this building in broad daylight. Now, 38 year old Brandon Elliott was arrested late last night, walking into the Four Points Sheraton Hotel that is now a homeless shelter where he's been staying only blocks away from the crime scene here on West 43rd Street. He was cuffed after this brutal attack that was caught on camera Monday morning of a 65 year old Asian woman as she was knocked to the ground, stomped and kicked as she was on her way to church. She remains hospitalized with a broken pelvis this morning. Elliot is now charged with assault as a hate crime, among other charges. As for the two security guards that were working in front of this building where this happened, there's video of them actually shutting the doors as this uh, attack was happening. We know that they are now suspended from their job. They need to be fired. A broken pelvis. I can't explain to you the way I feel when I see cowardly ass people doing things like this to the elderly. I don't care what the race of the person is. When I see a 65-year-old woman get beat up by a 38-year-old man, my mind goes to my mom, my aunts, you know. Uh, and, if, and if you would do that to a 65-year-old woman, you would do that to anybody. Therefore, no one is safe. And clearly, Brandon Elliott has some type of mental issues, okay? There is no reason he should have been on the street to begin with, all right? In 2002, like you just heard, when he was 19, he was convicted of murdering his own mother. He stabbed his own mother to death. We spoke about this earlier this week <clears throat> in regards to the 13 and 15-year-old uh, girls who carjacked the Uber Eats driver, and the Uber Eats driver ended up dead, and now they've been charged with murder. What should happen to kids who make those kind of mistakes. 19 is an adult, okay? He went to prison for like 17 years, came home. Uh, I think I read in 2019. Uh, yeah, he came home in 2019. So, so now he commits a crime like this. Clearly, prison is not the answer. If prisons were actually correctional facilities, then yes. Okay, you put this guy, Brandon Elliott, in a prison and you immediately get to see what the hell is going on with him psychologically. Okay, when it comes to mental health, if a 19-year-old man kills his mom, stabs his mom, you have to know he needs more than just discipline. Okay, especially if you plan on releasing him, even if it's 17 years later, you got to know that whatever trauma, pain, hurt or whatever psychosis this guy has that caused him to kill his mother only got worse after 17 years, especially if he wasn't really being treated. And if y'all were treating this guy for his mental health issues, if he was seeing a psychiatrist in jail, 
there's no way said psychiatrist would recommend this guy be released. I know he's on lifetime parole, but what the hell does that mean? All right, they arrested dude at a hotel turned homeless shelter in New York. I hardly doubt, I don't know here, I hardly doubt, though, there's any psychological evaluations going on there. I don't know. I just know this dude shouldn't have been on the street. Okay, if you attack a 65-year-old woman in broad daylight, two blocks from Times Square, in a heavily policed area, Midtown Manhattan, something is clearly wrong with you. Now, let's talk about this area. I said it was heavily policed. It usually is. But where were they? Police are always policing the people who don't need the police to never around when things like this happen. And I have to give some of this hee-haw to the two security guards who are in the video who are suspended, and rightfully so. They need to be fired. Two security guards who just sat there and watched. Did nothing. In fact, one of the security guards went and closed the building door. Didn't intervene when this dude was beating this woman and didn't even offer any aid after the fact. Cowards! And coward is not a strong enough word. I just see these things and I say to myself... How did y'all get here? The stork? I'm serious. Guys like this make me believe the German folklore about storks finding babies in caves and bringing them to households in a basket. I'm lying. I've never believed such nonsense, and I don't know why you would either. But the reason I say that is because when you allow things like that to happen to any woman, in particular an older woman, I tend to think you have zero emotional connection to any woman in your life whatsoever. How do you see this situation and not picture that being your grandma, your mama? Your wife, your daughters, your best girlfriends. Like, that's really a Peter Parker, Uncle Ben moment. Remember when Peter Parker let that dude rob the wrestling promoter who owed him money? He just let the guy go and the guy left and ended up killing his Uncle Ben. That's what happens when we the people stand around and let people get away with stuff like this. Brandon Elliott is clearly violent, clearly unstable. Killed his own mother in 2002 and now in 2021, he's beating up elderly women in the street for no reason. Do you think women in your life are safe with guys like that on the street? Don't wait until drama knocks on your front door to do and say something. You could have stabbed the guy right then and there. It was two or three security guards of nice size, by the way. They could have beat the hell out of Brandon Elliott right then and there and would have been considered heroes this morning. Y'all were in a position that a bunch of folks want to be in, and that's the I wish a nigga would position, okay? My brother Wax and I talk about that all the time. Every time one of these traumatic videos come across the timeline, we see some, you know, guy beating up on an elderly person. We sit back and say, I wish a nigga would do something like this in front of us. Wax calls those freebies, okay? Wax is a person that also likes to fight. So he's always looking for a reason. You can't find a more righteous one than this. And you security guards, who should not be security guards ever again because you failed to secure and guard Vilma Carey, your name should be out there so folks can properly identify you. But the moral of the story is we have to beat people like Brandon Elliott up. Okay, if you are a man, all right, even a woman with a gun, when you see the elderly among us being attacked, you have to intervene. Respect and protect your elders. Respect and protect your elders because someday and sooner than you could imagine, you will be old and need to be respected and protected too. Please give Brandon Elliott and those cowardly ass security guards who stood around and did nothing the biggest hee haw. Matter of fact, let Remy Ma give him the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Up next, Ask mm-hmm. Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on, Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela E, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? This Yoli. Hey, good morning, Mama. What's up? What's your question for you? I got a question. I want to know what do I do in a situation where I've been kind of dating this guy for about a year or so. He invited me on a couple's trip, but we kind of got into it, and he invited someone else. But he expects me to be okay with it and expects me to just go back to normal after the weekend trip that they have planned. (laughs) Are you okay with it? I'm not okay with it. Okay, well, then he can't expect that. You react how you react, and you feel how you feel. I would be highly offended if I'm with somebody, we have a trip planned, and then it doesn't work out because we got into an argument and you bring another chick. Yeah, that's that wild. just lets me, know where I, that lets me know where I stand. He got in his feelings because he asked me to reach out to the, the couple that's actually planning the trip for their anniversary, and he got in his feelings because me and her was discussing uh, places that we would stay in. I wasn't comfortable staying in prommy ass places if I'm going out of town. And right. so we got into it and he, we talked, me and him spoke outside of that in reference to that. And um, we kind of said, okay, I'm not going, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then here it comes, you're going, taking a whole nother woman, but you just approached me trying to say that you're going to court me the right way. We're going to try to, you know, do something with one another, and then here it is. Man, actions speak louder than words. Period. And that's what I said to him, but he feels like, oh, it's my fault. You shouldn't feel no type of way because you're not going because he begged me, but I planned a whole other trip outside of that. But it's not like I planned a trip with another man. I planned a trip with my child. FYI, you know what they say, don't pee on me and tell me it's raining, okay? Exactly. He showed you exactly how he feels about you. Oh, you can't come? Well, I'll just bring the next chick. It's replaceable. You're not showing me well, that she's trying to be with me. I'm not going to talk to her no more after the trip, but I just... Come on now. Come on. This trip, yeah. Did this trip happen already? No, it's actually going to happen this weekend. If you go for that, you'll go for anything. And that's his test right there. Let me see if I could just bring another girl on this trip that I was supposed to bring you on and I could still talk to you. You think that he deserves to have his cake and eat it too like that? Blah, blah, blah. And then here it is. I'm like, nah. And then he says, well, people see you all the time. We can get back to this. I'm like, but we're not together for one. So it's not cheating, but at the same time, you just told me that you wanted to try to be with me, this, that, and the other, and then you're taking a whole other one. Right. Thank you for your, I'll be like, thank you for your honesty. Goodbye. Exactly. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah, come on. You deserve better than that. Don't tell me you're trying to. Don't tell me you're trying to be with me, and then this weekend you're about to be away with another woman. That's crazy. Exactly. And then you come out. We're not going to talk this weekend, but you want to talk to me now, and then talk to me after the weekend. It doesn't make sense. Hell no. Yeah. Nope. Not a good sign. You already know. Exactly. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. Move on. Find you a man that's going to take you on a trip. And y'all go together and not bring another girl and then tell you about it and think you're going to be cool with it after. That's ridiculous. That just sounds crazy. It sounds very crazy. Ridiculous. Thank you. All righty, Mama. You're welcome. Thank you. Now these guys are going to be in my comments like, oh, Angela always sides with the woman. No, 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 no. That ain't siding with the woman. That's what's smart. If (laughs) if he decides, look, we got an argument. I'm going to take another chick. No, I don't need to be there. That means you. you there you go, Envy. You don't need to be but there, they, Envy. You deserve more. To the left, to the left. But they weren't. A, they not a couple though. Right, so. and he said he's trying to be. But if he's trying to be a couple, that you're trying I, to be. You're just gonna drop me and then go with somebody else. I want some company. You don't want to go. 
I gotta call. Right, and I gotta call up another. Listen, well, if you call up another, but that's why that I means, asked her. That means Bobby is Johnny's she okay with it? She says she's not okay with it. If you're not okay with it, you're not. That's it right. is what it is. I think she wanted to be asked again. She wanted him to be like, no, won't you really come with me? Please? <laughs> well, that didn't work. He took somebody out. Yeah, it's like when Cockroach and Theo was going into the party. Mm-hmm. and they was, That's an old reference. But they were just waiting on the last. The, Theo was like, when he asked me this time, I'm going to go in. Cockroach was like, nope, I'm good. All right. <laughs> he was waiting for that third question. It never came. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? What's up, man? What's up, bro? What's your question for Yee? All right, so I was asking Yee, uh, so I've been dealing with a female for a little bit, right? And she mm-hmm. ready for a relationship, and I ain't right, but we've been living together and everything, you know. And uh, we. I just, hold on, hold on. Y'all live together, but you're not ready for a relationship? Yeah, because it's kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, we, we both been through the struggle, man. So that is a mixed like signal right there. So you live with me, but we're not in a relationship. So y'all are just roommates? Yeah, yeah but, but see, you gotta, you gotta, it, it's like this, man. Like, you know, it's something to save money and, and, and get things afloat. Like, if I had my own, you know, my own mortgage to rent, she had hers, it'll kind of be like getting in the way because we'd have had to use our, I heard him talking about yesterday, too, about the uh, about the business thing and how you got to use all your personal assets, you know what I'm saying, to put it to your business. That's kind of what we've been doing. So, so far, daddy kind of helped us save money, but that with each other, you know. So, what is your relationship to her? I mean, like, like let her tell it, like, we, we best friends, like, you know, that, that's what I ate. I ain't gonna lie to you, I'm, I'm alone, I'm a, I, don't, I don't really deal with nobody like that, so, you know, that's my ace, though, that's the only person I talk to, keep with, you know me, and, and stuff like that, but I'm not really... Really ready for a relationship number one, or like kind of attracted to it like that. Cause I still want to do my thing, you know. But no, wait. Okay, I gotta ask you this. So y'all sleep together? Uh, you talking about same bed or, or like? <laughs> like, you know, do you guys have sex with each <laughs> other? Yeah, yeah, but it's like a once oh every blue moon thing. You get what I'm saying? Like once every other month, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So you know, and I want to do my thing with other people too. But she getting her feelings. Like so you all sleep in the so you sleep in the same bed every night, or you have your own room? Yeah, yeah, we got our own little spot here. Are you lying? Yeah, like, we care, we care. Like it's kind of like a roommate thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like she got kids, she got kids. I got a son. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, know, so we, this is where it's confusing. So. Y'all sleep together sometimes. You have sex with each other sometimes. You guys are best yeah. friends. You live together. You work together. Of course, she's ready for a relationship because you're doing a lot of relationship things. Yeah, look at that in that perspective. You know? But it, I don't know. It's kind of hardest. But it's just like me dealing with a female. Like, let's say I was dealing with a chick. She had her own spot. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, so you live with her? Huh? <laughs> So you live with her. Are you using her? No, no, no. I don't need to. <laughs> I, say, I, got, I got my own business. Like, she helped me. Like, she went to school for business, but, you know, I got kind of like the piece of thing. You know what I'm saying? So I just like, want to say this. It's not fair to her because you're going to end up really hurting her. And if this is somebody that you care like about. Like, should I stay with her? Mm-hmm. Like, like, that, I feel like that's the problem because we're living together. You get what I'm saying? You should move out. She's thinking you guys are going to be together because you guys live together. You should stop sleeping with her if you don't want to be with her. If you care about her, you should move out because she's thinking he's here. We're going to end up together. And it and I can see why she would think that.
but but at, but at the end of the day, what I left out too is like it's too much stuff we got to get together first. Like you just gotta like the boy. I just you know what I'm saying. I just got one. You know what I'm saying. So it's kind of like it's a lot of stuff we need to get together first. That's why I've been putting the the thing on hold. Like so far, the female she everything I want, but at the end of the day, I ain't gonna lie, I still want to do my thing physically. I'm confused. So, so you do kind of want to be with her, but you just want to have an open relationship. Yeah, but it's, it's a lot of things you need to work on. You get what I'm saying? It's a lot of things that both of us need to work on. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, I, I'm focused more on life, like getting our stuff together so that just in case, like, because I'm not going to commit to nobody until I get my stuff together. You feel me? Like all the way okay. to the Well, part one, get your own place so she stops thinking you guys are in a relationship. You see each other every that, night. That, 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 that doesn't right. help. That, so that's the main thing, though, right? Mm-hmm. Get yourself together separately. Okay, getting yourself together means getting your own place, deciding what you want. Because even right now on this call, I'm getting mixed messages from you. It's like you kind of yeah, think maybe further on down the line you might want to be with her. So it's like you're keeping her there in limbo but you still want to do what you want. So you want to say, I don't want to be with you so that you're free to do what you want because you feel like it's justified because you told her, I don't want to be with you. But then you're sleeping with her sometimes and y'all live together and you know she wants to be with you. It's not fair to her. All right, go on ahead and find a place. <laughs> All right, no problem. You know, <laughs> keep laughing. I wasn't going to tell you to live there and keep sleeping with her, but be doing what you want. All, All right. right, that's you. <laughs> Asky, 800-585-1051. Now, uh, that's Asky if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and Jeezy and Jeannie Mai. Looks like their wedding day is approaching soon. And we'll tell you one way that we know it's about to go down. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We hey. are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That's right, and acknowledging the two-year... Uh, uh, I don't. I guess you say anniversary of of the late great Nipsey Hussle transitioning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So R.I.P. Yes. Nipsey. Absolutely. Well, let's get to and the love rumors. and light to his family. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Michael Strahan. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report talk to with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Michael Strahan got rid of his gap. And I mean that gap between his front teeth. And here's what he had to say. If I go home and say I'm going to do it, it'll be like, don't do it. If I post, it'll be don't do it. If I talk to my friends, it'll be don't do it. If I talk to my business partner, it'll be like, don't do it. But I got to do what I want to do for myself now, you know. Now, it makes me wonder how confident Michael Strahan ever was in his gap. He used to wear it with pride. It was his calling card. Correct. But now he got it filled. Was he ever really confident in it? Maybe he was. Maybe he just wanted to change. You know, you do it. You know who else um, recently did that? Nina Parker, right? You know her from um, E. And she was a TMZ reporter and hosted the Love and Hip Hop reunion. And she also recently got rid of her gap. I remember she posted, I did a thing. And I guess, you know, whatever it is, sometimes there's just some things that you feel like it bothers you. Yeah, I just wonder, because when you wear something with such pride, right? Mm-hmm. And it's your calling card. And, you know, I wonder, when, you know, when you do get it filled in, do you owe people an explanation as to no. why? Just do it because you feel like it. But even if you've worn it as a symbol of pride? That's his and, and, and use it he as a calling card? He said he made the con... He used to say, I made the conscious effort to say, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And he said, I rock my gap with pride. It's Mm -hmm. who I am. He said that just a few days uh, beforehand. But sometimes I have this birthmark, a strawberry birthmark on my face, like right above my lip. And 
I, when I was younger, I used to want to get rid of it, you know, just because it kind of is annoying people like, what is that? What's wrong? What's going on here? But I mean, you know, I just, sometimes could you, just you feel want- like you're born a certain way. Should you just keep it? And I guess he decided not to. Yeah, because you just wonder, because, you know, if you've inspired people and people look at you in, as a symbol of inspiration, be like, oh, Michael Scranton got a gap. So my gap is cool, too. But then you get yours filled in. It's kind of like you abandoned them a little bit. That's all. I'm- he said he just wanted to explore what he would look like without that. Got you. Yeah. And he said he loves it. So nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget tomorrow is April Fool's Day. So. I just want to remind y'all all that because you know there's April Fool's Day things yeah. happening right. everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? And it's good to get right. started early on your April Fool's joke. Nobody falls right. for Right, you got to start first. planning right. now. Yeah. I, that's why I, I feel bad that I warned everybody because I know a bunch of people had some April Fool's Day jokes planned. No one was thinking about it, but now everybody's on guard. Okay. All right, Jeezy and Jeannie Mai have applied for their marriage license, according to the Fulton County Court clerk in Georgia. They came in Monday to get the documents that they needed to become husband and wife. So now they have six months. So once you get that license, then it's only valid for six months. So then you have to reapply after that. But maybe that means pretty soon they're planning to get married. Shout to Jeezy. Shout to Jeannie Mai. Marriage is a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. Marriage or die. That should be the uh, the wedding invitations. Whoa. (laughs) I'm serious. Is that a trap or die? Marriage or die? Yeah, so marriage is a trap. So you're replacing the word trap with marriage? Yes. That doesn't mean marriage is a trap. (laughs) I'm getting rid of the word trap. It's a whole different word. Okay. All right. I'm just saying it was (laughs) trap. Um, Britney Spears says that she's embarrassed by that new documentary about her life and she broke her silence on the framing Britney Spears doc. You know, a lot of people have been speaking on this and talking about how badly Britney Spears has been treated over the years. She said she didn't watch the entire documentary, but she really didn't like the little bit that she did see. She said, my life has always been very speculated, watched and judged really my whole life for my sanity. I need to dance to Steven Tyler every night of my life to feel wild and human and alive. I've been exposed my whole life performing in front of people. It takes a lot of strength to trust the universe with your real vulnerability because I've always been so judged, insulted and embarrassed by the media. And I still am to this day. As the world keeps on turning and life goes on, we still remain so fragile and sensitive as people. I didn't watch the documentary, but from what I did see of it, I was embarrassed by the light they put me in. I cried for two weeks. And while I still cry sometimes, I do what I can in my own spirituality with myself to try and keep my own joy, love, and happiness. Everyday dancing brings me joy. I'm not here to be perfect. Perfect is boring. I'm here to pass on kindness. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I'm lying. I didn't even see it. I just felt like you know, lying. Um, I felt like lying. We know you didn't see it. I, I, I told for sure. I was like, there's no way you see I went that. too long without lying on this, morning, on this morning on the radio, so I just wanted to tell a lie real quick. There I didn't go. even see it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Chet Hanks and his ex-girlfriend are, you know, going at it. And TMZ has obtained a video of what Chet Hanks says is the end of an altercation between him and his ex, Kiana Parker, that turned violent back on January 8th. This was at Chet Hanks' place in Sugarland, Texas. Now, Chet Hanks turns the camera on Kiana. She's... Looks like she's like trying to hit him and she's also holding a pot and a, and then Chet reappears and he's bloody and he says that she charged at him with a knife. Listen to this. This bitch just attacked me with a knife. No, I didn't. Did I attack you with a knife? This bitch just attacked me with a knife. Did I put, did I attack you with a knife? No, no. You pushed me. Oh, wow. Now you're trying to flip the story. She's mad because I caught her stealing, stealing my money, taking my credit cards and charging her rent to them. I like that. We just told y'all earlier uh, during, during the Quavo and Saweetie story, everyone keep your hands to yourself. Chet Hanks is on camera. He's bleeding. 
He's saying she came at came at him with a knife. Everybody keep keep your hands to yourself. And the crazy part about this chat situation, nobody's gonna care about that. That's not even gonna go viral today. How much you want right. And she also had she also had gotten a restraining order against him in January. She says that he roughed her up on multiple occasions. And he is saying that and he's, by the way, filed a lawsuit against her over that incident. He says it started because he broke things off with her after learning that she'd been stealing. And uh, he, she, he also claims that she showed up that day with three men, one of whom he says flashed a gun at him. He's suing for assault and battery theft and return of the money that she allegedly stole. You think he started doing the Jamaican accent when the gun got pulled on him just to try to scare him? No. Away? <laughs> you don't think so? This guy no. will quote every Jay-Z joint he possibly does. <laughs> this guy will quote A gun in your face and that's all that you can come up with? Who are your blood clots walk with? <laughs> now, for her version of the event, she says she came by his place to get her stuff with movers and that he was antagonizing her and he grabbed a knife in a menacing way and that's when she grabbed the pot in self-defense and swung it and then ran. Yeah, I don't like violence. I don't like nobody putting their hands on each other. But I would definitely okay. pay to see Chet Hayes get a gun pulled on him, and then he start doing the Jamaican accent to try to scare the gun. No, you know blood clot wit. You don't. You don't know. You do not know who you're rump with. A gun in your face, and that's, that's what you can come up with. <laughs> all right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now. That's good entertainment. Y'all would pay to see that. Oh my goodness. All come right. On. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. You know we got to start the mix off with some Nipsey. So let's get to it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. WWPR FMHD1 New York. An iHeartRadio station. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Women's History Month. What are we doing today, Yee? Today we are celebrating the vice chairman and managing director at Morgan Stanley, Carla Ann Harris. Now, I love her background. She was born in Port Arthur, Texas, raised in Jacksonville, Florida. She actually was a singer at an early age. By the time she was 13, she was singing in both Catholic and Baptist choirs. And then she went to Harvard University. She actually graduated with her degree in economics and received her master's in business administration from Harvard Business School. She also was so she is an acclaimed gospel singer. She even performed a solo concert at Carnegie Hall and released her first album, Carla's First Christmas, that was featured on the Evening News with Dan Rather. And it was one of the top-selling albums. But now she is the vice chairman and managing director at Morgan Stanley. She's been named by Fortune Magazine among the 50 most powerful black executives in corporate America. Black Enterprise named her one of the top 50 African-Americans on Wall Street. Essence Magazine named her among the 50 women who are shaping the world. And Harvard's Black Men's Forum named her Woman of the Year in 2004. We love to see black women in these spaces because, frankly, there's not enough of us. And here is Carla Ann Harris doing her TED Talk. It's Women's History Month, and we're celebrating the most influential women in history. Check out this phenomenal woman. I cannot tell you how important it is to have a sponsor. It is the critical relationship in your career. It is so critical that you should ask yourself regularly, who's carrying my paper into the room? Who's carrying my paper into the room? And if you can't answer who's carrying your paper into the room, then I will tell you to divert some of your hardworking energies into investing in a sponsor relationship because it will be critical to your success. If you have been invited into the room, know that 
you have a seat at that table. And if you have a seat at the table, you have a responsibility to speak. If somebody is worthy of your currency, spend it. One thing I have learned after several decades on Wall Street is the way to grow your power is to give it away. And your voice is at the heart of your power. Use it. That was another phenomenal woman in history. All right. Well, at the end of Women's History Month, we are celebrating Carla Ann Harris, Vice Chairman and Managing Director at Morgan Stanley. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are the Breakfast Club. That's right. And listen, I want to um, tell everybody um, I have a project dropping today on Audible. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's called We've Got Answers. You know, if you're tired of having to educate your white friends about racism, you know, white people, you got questions you want to ask black people but don't want to appear racist or bigoted, this is the project for you. I assembled a black brain trust of people who I highly respect and learn from. Uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, Tamika Mallory, Ebony K. Williams, David Banner, Nori Muhammad, Reverend uh, Dr. William Barber, Erica Alexander, Brooklyn Borough President, Eric Adams, Jamila T. Davis, Nina Turner, Tesla Figaro, Dr. Alfie Noble, and attorney Corey Miner-Smith. It is available on Audible right now. It's free if you have an Audible membership. Everyone else, uh, you got to pay. But I'm very proud of this one, and I encourage everyone, but especially all our white Breakfast Club listeners, to check it out. Okay? If you want answers, we've got answers. And it's, it's, it's only available on Audible right now. Okay. Yes. Well, definitely go check it out. I have an audible, uh, audible, audible, uh, audible account, so I'm definitely gonna check it out today. Now, uh, we got a shout out to uh, Mooski for joining us this morning as well. My man Mooski with Trackstar. He got more records than Trackstar. He got like four records on um on title from what I saw mm-hmm. that I that I listened to a couple of days ago. I like Mooski. Yeah, I like feels like story. we're gonna get that. Feels like we're gonna get that very personal song sometime soon too. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I. What's I it cry. called? I cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, leave us on a positive note, Shalomang. The positive note is simply this, man. Life is like a camera. Focus on what is important. Capture the good times. Develop from the negative. And if things don't work out, take another shot. Breath.